Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah, you are indeed, Rob Popplestone, or Poppy and Sam Watson, the big man from uh, One Thaggy. We are Harvey Norman doing it live, talking sport every Saturday morning between 9 and 11 a.m. Just caught up with Jared Blair, the former Collingwood star who now coaches One Thaggy. Bo Vernon, who coaches Phillip Island, a terrific uh, player and also now a well-respected coach. Uh, earlier in the program, also, we caught up with... Uh, Simon Helmet. Yeah, it was a great chat. Really enjoyed that chat with Simon, too. And just his contributions to both women and men's cricket in Victoria. And this bloke here, John Schelling's a terrific contributor in all sorts of sport in the uh, Gippsland area. And John Schelling, who joins us now. Morning, John. How are you going? Morning, gents. Yeah, good to, good to hear from you. Yeah, well, John, we, we first crossed paths a few moons ago now when... You were heading up the Alberton Football League. I was involved in mid-Gippsland, and we probably sat at the opposite sides of the fence, but uh, both had full respect for each other, John. But you, you, you're, you're passionate about getting the very best for the community in sport and business. Uh, what, what, what drives you? Because I, I think Sam was just telling me that you've taken the roll on with the... Is it the Tarwin? Yeah, Tarwin Valley Ward and South Gippsland Council. Hey, John, you, you, you're, you're, a, you're a bloody... You love this punishment, don't you? Oh no, no! I just, I just like to be involved. I tend to think you've got, if you've got a bit of a gift, you've got to um, give back a bit. And I had some great teachers. My, uh, my mother especially was very community minded, and, yes. uh, and my father also had, uh, you know, he done his bit as well. But it's just the way it is. I think if you've got a gift, you've got to try and use it. And um, I'm not so, I'm not so I'm gifted. I just say uh, I've got a liking for people and a liking for um, small communities and um, trying to make them better. Is uh, yeah, if that's if that's what I can do, well, that's my part. Yeah. Yeah, and you've always been passionate about uh, community sport uh, in this region. What, 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 where did that come from? Oh, it's a great level. It's a great level. I, I uh, you know, I was a little tour boy watching um, the tour of Magpies run around as a kid, and, and uh, just being about people at sport. Um, it's, it's, it's just a great place to be, and it's a great level. It brings you back to earth when you think you're getting a bit ahead of yourself. Um, you know, you've got role models and peers that will put you back in your place, and. And uh, I just, I just reckon it binds communities and builds, builds towns and uh, and keeps communities alive. You know, we had a we had a chat during the break, Sam and myself, John. We're just talking about those people that are involved in sport, but then get into business or you know, or council or government or whatever it is. Those people that have had that that sporting background, that sporting involvement, I, I think it tends to have them better equipped to understand how to get a result. And a lot of people who haven't had that sporting don't understand, you know, that, that, that the, the elements of a team, the, the, the work required to get a result. I just, I find myself when I'm looking at people to employ them, for instance, uh, that I'd, I'd like to see that sporting background. Absolutely, yeah. Look, and, and most people who, who have been involved with clubs um, and been volunteers, for instance, they don't do it for, for themselves. Sorry, they don't do it for, yeah, they, don't, they do it for themselves because they enjoy being part of it, um, being part of a community, being part of a club, being part of whatever it might be. And, and uh, you know, I, I used to go to committee meetings when I was a, a young fellow and, um, you know, they'd be looking for president or secretary or treasurer, whatever it is, and everyone sits with their, their um, hands under their bum and think themselves that someone else can do it. 
Um, and, and that used to that apathy used to drive me to say, well, well, hang on, I'll have a crack at this. And, uh, and I'm sure there's a lot of other people out there, so many unsung heroes, as, uh, as you know, you blokes would see as well throughout sport, who might be just running water for the players, or who might be working in a canteen, or you know, whatever they might be doing. And, and I've met some absolutely fantastic people over time who've just just done it because they enjoy being around people. Now, John, you've had uh, many roles in uh, community sport, as Rob mentioned, but one that you currently have is the president of the Langathan District Cricket Association. How have you uh, seen the first half of, of the season? Yeah, look, I've been really pleased, Sam, to, um, to be able to have that uh, keep the cricket going. We made a decision the other night that um, we would uh, not you know, penalise any side that has to forfeit due to, um, due to COVID issues. Um, just to try and keep the uh, A-grade and B-grade competition going and, and hopefully some C-grade games as well. But um, we've, uh, we've seen a, a pretty competitive start and we've seen um, some really good uh, numbers around clubs, which is, um, I think there's so many young fellas out there and even some old fellas who are just looking for something to do on the weekends. COVID's been, yeah. been pretty tough on us and um, you know, people are looking to, uh, I suppose, get out there and enjoy themselves and play a bit of sport and, uh, and be around some mates. How many conversations did, did you and the rest of the league board um, have before the season about COVID and, and what kind of approach you'd, you'd take to it, John? Well, Tim, um, personally, I, was, I wanted to have as many two-day games as I possibly could, you know, and, because I think that's, that's what cricket's really all about. Um, we, we search for that, especially in, in the, um, the A-grade type competition. Um, but, yes, we had a lot of conversation about what would look like. And, we'll look, we were very well guided by by Cricket Victoria, I'll give them their dues. They, they continue to send out messages, um, you know, once or twice a week to tell us where we're at and, and what we could look for and how we could go about it. And, um, but yeah, look, there's been some interesting stuff to go with it. As, as you know, along the lines of not being able to get enough white balls to play all one-day games, and so you're having to play some with red red balls and that sort of stuff. But look, that's all part of it. And I've got a really good crew on the on the committee of management who, um, you know, that, they bind together really well and. And each one of them um, takes their role seriously and does it well. So, you know, it, it, uh, and look, most of the clubs have been pretty good too along the way as well. So, you know, I've already done the role. Yeah, and and do you think the uh, restructuring of the league and and the divisions has, has worked well so far? Yeah, look, it's it's an interesting one. Um, you know, I played a game last week, um, which was RMK second side versus Foster's first side, um, and Foster was, you know, clearly the better side, but. RMK probably had had a couple of COVID issues and a couple of injuries, so they they're back a bit and they, you know they'll probably search to go back to B grade next year. But I think it's a it's a great initiative to try and get some um, to get some uh, eight teams in, the, in the, the top part of your competition, so that um, you know that you're not playing each other body three or four times a year, a year. And um, so I think that's a, it's a great thing. And look, sides like Poster and Kelly Bass have come on a long way from from where they were, and um, you know. That's, that's really strong for the competition as well. You know, you've had an involvement in both football and cricket administratively, John. Are they both sort of... Uh, are they both administrated similarly or is one better than the no. other or are there issues no. that both have? Cricket, cricket's, um, cricket's totally different to football. Cricket's a lot more laid back. You haven't got yeah. the huge money issues that you've got with, um, with footy. Um, and uh, you, you don't seem to have... Um, I'll say this tongue-in-cheek... You don't seem to have the the acute jealousies that you tend to get with football. Um, okay, yeah. Everyone in football is looking at each other. 
um, and and they, they're commenting on each other and so on and so forth. Um, cricket's a lot more laid back, a lot more social, and um, you know, in some respects, um, for a bloke, a lot more enjoyable, but socially, not as good as football for um, the community. And and John, if you had to just before we let you go, if you had to make a tip for the A1 Grand Final in the LDCA, who, who would you go with? Who's playing off and who's oh. going to win the game? Philip Island, Philip Island, the guns at the moment, and uh, they're, they're going along, going along pretty well. Um, my boys, town, uh, probably sitting sitting somewhere there, but never uh, never underestimate club. They seem mm-hmm. to come from nowhere most years to um, to uh, make a final, and so um, I'd, I'd be tipping it's, it's quite possibly going to be Philip Island versus um, versus either Imperials or Club. All right, we look forward to see how that uh, unfolds. Hey, during the course of the uh, program, we're being asked people what their favourite album might be, given that we we're sort of attributing some great songs during the course of this show to Meatloaf, who passed away overnight. Have you got a favourite album? You would have had you would have had oh, the bad out of hell album. Yeah, the bad out of hell. Yeah. Um, always loved listening to uh, "Living in the Seventies from Skyhook. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, but 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 uh, ACDC. Um, I'm trying to think of the album's name, but you know, the Thunderstruck song has always yeah. been my go-to song when uh, when I'm sitting on the back roads of Cairn River, driving around. I've got no radio reception. I'll get yeah. out and um, turn, it, turn it up loud and, and go hard. So, you know, that, well, uh, here's another question to test the memory. First, the name of your first ever girlfriend, John. The name we first was Marion. W- was Marion? No, Marion Piera. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you always remember your first girlfriend, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have many, so I could probably remember them all. <laughs> oh, you're a good man, John. A great contributor to local sport, mate. Really enjoyed the chat and look forward to talking again during the course of 2022. Thanks, boys. All the best, mate.